Cinema Gods said, let there be Yugen, and there was Cinema Yugen, and today on Cinema Yugen, I'm very happy to have two fantastic writer, director, producer, actors, stop them, they're just too talented. (laughs) On the left, you can't see him sitting there, but he's sitting across the left from me, is the king of westerns, Joe Cornett, and next to him... Alexander Superzuzdenevsky. Love it. Get to cinema, you. I love Thank it. you for having us. Thank you, Ken. Can I ask you a quick question? We're here to talk about right. but Last night I was doing the double feature, which started with Joe Cornett's, starring Alexander Nevsky as Ivan the Awesome. I have a question about gunfight at Rio Bravo. Yes. My favorite scene. I want you to tell me about acting and directing. My favorite scene in Gunfight at Rio Bravo. It's a little scene, but it is the scene where you and Alex is about to go off and fight the bad guys, save the day. And Joe says, you know, a word, right? And you walk out and you lean on the, laconically lean on the, uh, you know, yeah. How do you, you know, how do you deal with them odds? You know, because uh, if they are stronger, you must be stronger. If they fight hard, you must fight harder. You know, and Joe's like, you know, have you ever dealt with them odds? Yeah, I've dealt with them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was the other, you know, uh, then he says, uh, uh, what if it's monsters? And Alex is like, everyone can be a monster. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great scene. My favorite scene in the movie. Tell me a little bit about. I know we've talked a lot about uh, gunfight uh, in the past, but that was a really great scene. Really great movie. Tell us just a little bit about that great moment. I'll respond first. Of course. Okay. Of course. So uh, that was a great. That that scene was great fun to film. My two favorite scenes in the movie are both with him and that that is one of them but my other favorite scene in the movie is that very interesting scene between him and natalie first nora and i i think both of those scenes are very he's very strong uh that's the one where he's smoking the cigar at the front yes yes and i think he's very good in, in both of them but thank you when you do something like that uh I don't know. It, it just, I wanted to get to these two guys bonding in how they were going to approach this strategically. They know these killers are coming. They know what they're capable of. What the hell do we do now? You know? And then uh, Craig Hammond gave me a great line when, uh, you know, I, Sheriff Kelly says, I, I know all about monsters. I used to be one myself. You know, it looks like yeah. I have to. I might have to be, yeah, I might have to be one again today. And he goes, he goes, no, no. You be the sheriff. (laughs) You need you to be the sheriff and take care of your people. And the idea is just as, as Clue Gulliger taught me, just bring it way down. Just don't go over the top, bring it down. uh, Don't don't make it too theatrical. Yeah. And, and that's what we did. And we just kind of got into a groove with each other. And I think it's a very effective scene. 
I it's like awesome. It. It's awesome, and it builds, of course, to to the gunfight. Um, and and uh, congrats to you, Joe, for doing yet another variation on that uh, that old chestnut. This time, um, instead of having them standing still, I like how you kept them moving, like circling one another, and the camera sort of picks up their hands. And oh, I had the camera going the other way. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah. Something a little unique with it. Instead of just yeah. sit it in the middle and have the music and let the the wind pan out and have wide shots, wide shots, wide shot, wide shot. It was nice to have it intercutting between the eyes and the guns and the eyes. Thank you. Thank you. You yeah. know, and if, and if you ask me, I mean, again, we know each other for a long time, Kent, and you saw my previous films, and I love, I really love action genre, and yeah. I was doing that kind of movies since two thousand three, so for twenty years. Yeah, but. Western was yeah. completely different genre and completely new thing. We'll talk about horror in a second, which was yeah. also completely yeah. new. But the, the difference was in Night of the Caregiver, I was just a producer. <laughs> in Gunfight at Rio Bravo, I was in the fucking center uh, of the movie. Yeah. And give huge credit to Joa because he made a great film. And I think he made my best film today as an actor because gunfight at rio bravo i think is my best work right and uh, huge fun and the biggest fun yeah. you know probably comparable only to my very first movie Moscow hit to those kind of excitement right. uh, and fun. but the gunfight is even thank better you. so thank you very much and thank you for watching it an australian yeah movie. yeah Australian yeah. one. See, it's, it's, it's amazing. Our movies everywhere. It's all over the world. And now you're now, now you're you're not only at the center of a great movie, you're at the center of a great franchise because you have Taken coming up, and then you've got Heroes on the heels of that. And and goodness knows what next. When Joe and I were talking the other day, he said gunfight in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. That, that may not make it past development, Ken. But, okay. Uh, we'll anyway, we. We can dream. Let's talk about Night of the Caregiver, a movie I watched last night, Night of the Caregiver. Fantastic stuff yet again. Sadly, Alex is, is not in it. But you, I, I heard you on an interview on, on my learned friend John Fallon's podcast. You said that you could have played the monster. You should have. <laughs> a monster is too skinny uh, in my um, opinion. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know... So you, as you, you know, as the monster would have been imposing us. As heck. I mean, I didn't play the monster, but when we when we uh, presented that new artwork, amazing artwork with a monster, you know, yeah. upside down, whatever, some of my fans, let's put it that way, they just started to comment right away. Oh, Alexander, you look so great on a poster. Look at you. I mean, this is your teeth and all of that. Yes. Yeah. So in a way, for some people, I, I was in the movie. Yeah. You, you know what the fun fact is that the, uh, the the actress playing that thing, the that monster, mm -hmm. uh, she actually is now heavily into bodybuilding. Yes. <laughs> so she <laughs> won't be getting back into the suit for the sequel. Well, I have to get a bigger suit for her. Exactly. <laughs> monster will be bigger. Until this is a movie podcast, hey, we're going to need a bigger boat. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but look, fantastic stuff. Had me hooked from the beginning. I really love, Joe, the way that it you, you did masterfully that thing that ties the opening scene 
to the end. And when you're in that moment, you don't quite know it till you're back there. If you know what I mean. Yeah, good. I'm glad that uh, came across. Way it flows. Like you have that scene, which brings us all into the picture, hooks the audience. And when you get back there, you don't kind of know you're back there till you're back there. And that's, mm. that's tough to pull off because sometimes they go, oh, okay, now it's the end of the movie. Cause here's that scene where she's talking on the phone and blah, blah. But I didn't feel that way. It flowed ever so nicely into that. So when I, when it was back there, I was like, ah, ah, clever, 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 clever and scary are two good uh, instruments. And you have a wonderful class, uh, cast, sorry, in uh, Natalie, Denise Spurl in the lead. Fantastic. Uh, You yourself as the cop from New York, the cop with the secret, the cop in search Mm -hmm. of a secret, Uh, of course, the wonderful Eric Roberts and the very, very polarizing and certainly a very fascinating character watches Eileen Dietz. Yes. Very fascinating. It just, it just all came together. It's one of those things where they say, you know, I don't know how cinema works. It's a mystery, but uh, I tend to think of it as, is a, a whole lot of chaotic elements coming together in one beautiful explosion. And that's what this was. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had a great uh, camaraderie, everybody, cast and crew on set. And we used our regular team of uh, Sam Wilkerson as director of photography, Corey Brown Sound. Uh, we had uh, we had all the usual suspects behind the camera that gave us that great look because, you know, Sam and I have been working together for a few years now. And he, he did uh, every picture I've done since promise and uh i just have to tell sam okay this is what i want and i just tell him and he doesn't need a reference point he doesn't need a visual he just said got it we'll take care of it yeah and i tried to give you some different flourishes in this like going up the staircase the tilts yeah the low camera with the ceiling yeah. All of that, all of that fun stuff. It's a beautiful location that uh, the house is down there. Yeah, was all that with all were, were all the artifacts that you see in there? Was that all dressing, or was that in the? Yeah, that was mostly the bones all, and all. That all, all dressing. Yeah, there were there were some items that uh, that the owner of the location was kind enough to let us borrow some right. odd things. Yeah, um, some of the. Some of the animal parts. Because <laughs> I thought that was kind of creepy. Like, whose house is that? Right. <laughs> well, but we lucked out with that location. But, you know, the if, if you look at that from an artistic design, what I really hope to convey was once Nurse Juliet arrives at this location. Yes. And here's this friendly older lady and she has baked cookies and she's so kind and aren't you sweet and aren't you so pretty? But I wanted almost right away for something to click the audience to be looking around hmm. the, the frame and go, wait a minute, this, there's something that's so, off here. And, and there's a great scene in the kitchen between Juliet and Lillian. Hmm. And if you look closely at the items that are in the background, on right. the kitchen sink and the counter and everything, you'll go, something is awry here. Something's not right. Yeah. 
And I wanted that feeling, and hopefully, I I, I think it really did come across because oh, you know, look, there is there is Sam Wilkerson is a genius at composition and color, shading oh. and lighting, and, and and also also atmosphere. There were some beautiful moments where the camera drifted. Did he use like a steady cam or a or, or a glide or something like that? Because yeah, we, we, there was some, yeah, mm-hmm. but some beautiful shifting moments uh, that seemed to have a little bit of ambiance and. Uh, smoke and atmosphere that were very uh you know i mean i i I can still i can still see them you know those those uh, very beautiful uh composed sort of i mean i know in a lot of ways they're they're there they're designed to be part of the build-up but uh atmosphere is everything especially in a horror film yeah oh yeah oh yeah and uh a lot of credit to dean carr who was our, you know, in charge of the art direction and the set design and the look of that film, as far as the, the actual physical look of it, uh, and the props and the background drops and everything else. And I think the house was kind of like character. Or the oh movie. yeah, one yeah. of the characters of the movie. Oh yeah. Well, the, it's it's the same with the little town that you that you used in. Um, in Rio Bravo, I mean, essentially the the location becomes part of the story because, yeah, and and also to alert the audience that there's not much help coming. It's like when Spielberg talking about Jaws again. Uh, the second you see land, everyone's like, "Well, why don't they just go to that land that we keep seeing in the background?" You know, uh, why don't we? Get, if it was a horror movie and there's a neighbor's house, why don't they just go and get the neighbor to help them? But if there's no neighbors and there's like the town in Rio Bravo, there's no one coming for help. Oh yeah, and that yeah. that should cement for you as the viewer. Like, well, there's no one, there's no one getting out of this. Maybe, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, but we won't give the endings away because I want people to go and watch the movies. But you two boys are, are, are doing a heck of a job conquering genres. You you, you you're doing westerns. You got a western franchise. You've got a, a breakout horror film. What's in the water there in Los Angeles? Hey? What do you boys eat? Uh, a lot of products. <laughs> oatmeal? Eat. I eat oatmeal and it doesn't help my film career. Sure. Um, maybe I need to start working out. Um, maybe, maybe, but you know, uh, all jokes aside, and for all your audience, for all your listeners, for all your fans, Yes, we are trying new genres one after another. And yes, it's a hard work, mm. but we're having fun doing yes. it. And we're not afraid to try. No. And I think most important thing, because there are so many people, so many talented people actually, mm. and they probably want to try they want to be in movies they want to make movies they want to uh do something but a lot of them are just afraid and with all that negativity we have right now like mm. everywhere it doesn't matter what country is it it doesn't matter what tv channel there's so many negativity it's a strange time probably after the pandemic and you know it's like two strikes at the same time in hollywood right now which basically affect all the film business and international film business yeah but there should be positivity as well. Mm. And I think what we're doing, what Joy's doing, what I'm doing, what we're doing together, we're just 
living proof that you can live differently. You can still push for your dream. You can freaking make movies one after another. And you're absolutely right in different genres, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, like, uh, Joe, said, like Joe said to me, I mean, franchises is a good thing, but, but diversity is also a... Uh, important in your filmography you know because you don't you don't ever want to be labeled like a one-trick pony hey no 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 not in this business you want as many different arrows in your quiver as you can stuff in there right well and that's what uh, that's what appealed to me uh in the in the original script when when he flopped it on the table in front of me and uh this is night of the I, night of the caregiver and i just i just you know he told me a little bit about it and i read it and it was all there and we did very little changes to it yeah. um i guess we should say out loud that you boys are fans of both of these all of these genres you don't make you don't make movies that you're not fans of the genre or those kinds of movies right 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 so your fans ultimately what people should know is you guys like Everyone listening were our fans, were fans, are fans first. You're making the movies that you used to love as kids, and now you're getting to be not only in them, but direct them, produce them, write them, all that sort of thing. So that's essentially that's, that's the exactly right. Because when 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 we were kids growing up, he had access to certain things. I had access because I wasn't behind the iron curtain as they used to call it oh yeah i you know i grew up with gary cooper and john wayne and clint eastwood and all of that and i always bring this up in some of these or i try to the 15 year old oh there it is this was my second camera found, obviously. And I everywhere and i shot all kinds of stuff but i never dreamed that i would be here with him with you talking about making movies horror movie <laughs> you <know>? yep exactly <laughs> yeah and i and i love i love the uh you know my taste as you well know because we've spoken so much over the last couple of years and every conversation with you is a delight because we just go down one alley to another to another and it gets deeper and deeper and it never ends yeah. Have you uh, seen this? Have you seen that? Yes, yes. Love, love. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, you know, for me to get a script like this mm. and not have it be a zombie script. Yeah. <laughs> and I played a zombie. Yeah. Uh, but to have it's it more, be it's more cerebral and and with such an ominous sense of dread in it and and terror and but it's like you know my my taste in this hmm. and we'll talk about yours in a second but i mean my taste runs you know the shining the haunting hmm. uh exorcist argento the exorcist the thing you know this this is where i go and and uh that's what thrilled me about the script this gave me the opportunity to bring all that love for that kind of thing up rosemary's baby you know, and very yeah. successfully. And what sort of Alex? What uh, what are your sort of horror favorites? You know, it's uh, I'm very lucky because I can name you the same things. Okay. I will add to that list because I do like uh, the thing, and I do like uh, Polanski's Rosemary's Baby, and uh, of course Exorcist. But I still consider Predator 
I still consider it a horror film. It is. End of days before a horror film. Yeah. And, uh, and a very good movie, too. A lot of people. A very good movie, you're right. Plus, of course, I loved the Friday the 13th, you know, and uh, Nightmare Hell on Elm Street. Uh, of course, I watch it in, instead of you guys. I watch it not on a fancy <laughs> movie theater. I watch it on a pirated video, you know, with bad translation. Hey. But still, you know, I'm a huge fan. Okay. Well, that movie. Who hasn't watched a pirate video in their life, eh? <laughs> exactly. From exactly. our generation, anyway. There's certainly kids listening to this go, what the hell's a videotape? Yes, they, they, they're lucky they don't understand what we're talking about. Yeah. But uh, we have a same, same taste. And uh, it's amazing how Joe actually can make me better. Because, of course, I watch some Argento movies, but not as many as now. And... Yeah. I knew a freaking because of French connection and Exorcist, but I rewatched Exorcist with completely different eyes after uh, we work on Night of the Caregiver. And what you did with the film, and you just uh, you just saw it, and here in North America, it's unlimited theaters and on VOD everywhere right now on VOD. Uh, there's an atmosphere, you just mentioned it. There's great homage to Friedkin and Argento those kind of movies yes there's still a monster yes there's still some scary stuff but also an atmosphere which is actually scarier hmm. right it's scarier and with all that kind of like new generations horror movies when they kill 40 people in first 15 minutes and you kind of get used to it and then just uh, no 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 it's different and it's i will call it old-fashioned but in a good way hmm. in a very good way you know like an homage to those great things Hmm. That's how I would call Night of the I think the best thing about your films, both the Westerns and, and with Night of the Caregiver, is they, they have um, they they represent their lineage very well, but at the same time, they have enough of the flavour of the films that you have already made and the stamps of your kind of filmmaking, both Joe's as a director and an actor, and yours as an actor and director in, in the different roles that you play. Certainly you're only a producer in this one, but your attention is, your influence on it, Alex, is also because you have a great uh, eye for detail and quality and want every film that you make to be of quality. And that, that shines through every production, whether you're in it or not, that you're, your name's involved with. So automatically, even though these are a... Uh, if you say, you know, you can say homage, but at the same time, they are uniquely a Joe Cornett. <clears throat> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And uh, for Joe's credit, as you know, I've made one movie as a director and star and producer. And actually it was uh, good enough. So Joe watched it on Netflix. And that was the first movie of mine he watched. And he wanted to work with me after he watched that one. Yeah. It was it was a hard experience because again writing producing acting directing I mean yeah. I just one Joe already did six in a row yeah. you know and it's and I and I, I understand how hard it is yeah. so for Joe's credit he will never he will never show you it's hard yeah. and those movies uh, we made together. You know, in those last three movies, it was all fun. Fun. 
and positivity. That's what it was. Yeah, it was hard work. Yes, of course, there's, as I say it in my broken English, uh, it's never easy and all of that. But again, it's fun. And this is his achievement because he's Thank a captain of that uh, ship. Yes, as a producer, I'm neither the caregiver. Of course, I'm on his side and all of that. But it was him who was on both sides of the, of the camera, <laughs> mostly at the same time, you know, and uh, hold, hold perfectly with Eric Roberts. I mean, uh, uh, I think they're seen one of the best in a movie when they talk and, uh, yeah. you know, they interact and exactly. And when he fight a monster and then, let me tell you, let me tell you, and this is the first time it's completely uh, exclusively for you. So when I watched the finished version of the film and yeah. I saw the girl fighting the monster in the end, I thought, I got a little jealous. I got a little jealous. I said, well, I thought probably I should have discussed and uh, Detective Eckert at least had a partner or something so we can fight monster together. Yeah, but it was too late. <laughs> it was too late. <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I, look, I applaud the mighty Eric Roberts. Uh, that that dialogue that he manages to um, make it sound like Shakespeare where he rattles off all the stuff about the... Uh, Oh, he's great. The psycho uh, paranormal thing. And he does that whole speech where he explains it. Yeah. I felt, I didn't get chills. I felt dizzy after listening to that. Like, what? That just sort of all went like over the head, you know? <laughs> okay. So it's got to do with ghosts, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, he gave this kind of underplay of, uh, for a term that I think of as insouciance, you know? And it, like he's like, all right, what do you want? <laughs> you're, you're taking up my time, you know, and uh, a little bit. But then he got where he was like, you know, this guy could be in some potential danger. I need to warn him. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, I mean, that was an, that, that was like one of the more interesting uh, parts, the fact the subplot was going on at the same time. Yeah. Meanwhile, the meanwhile the dread in the house continues to build, and you sort of know that you know that your character is is in transit, and what's it going to look like when he gets inside the house? Right. So it's right. almost like your character is the physical embodiment of the of the ticking clock, which is always a good device to oh yeah to yeah. place in any thriller horror. You know the the uh, you know, in Bond films, I know you guys both like Bond films, the ticking bomb is always the uh, the great device at the end. And I think, I think that Joe's character is almost a great embodiment of that because you like I was personally like waiting, what what is it going to be like when he finally shows up? Is this girl still going to be alive when he gets in the door? And uh, look, I was, I was flawed. And the ending kind of leaves you like, oh, Oh, and you sit there for a minute and those just the still images play over the end and it's kind of a nice, you know, like, wow, and lets you ponder what you've just sort of seen. Almost like the way, um, Alex, the way Predator sort of ends and they have the, the I know the, they don't have a casting call at the end of Night of the Caregiver, but the casting call at the end where they bring up all the characters who got killed, you know, and it gives you a minute to sort of go, oh, you know, yeah, what a shame. I like that guy. And yeah, what a shame. I like that guy. And, you know, and unfortunately, except for, except for Arnold, they all get terminated. Yes. But 
Gentlemen, it has been fantastic once again to talk to you. It's been fantastic to talk to both of you at the same time. It's fantastic to talk to both of you uh, following a great double feature of Joe Cornette, Alex Nevsky Cinema with Night of the Caregiver and Gunfighter Rio Bravo. These are two films that I think I've talked to you about for a long time. I'm glad they're finally both out in the world. Uh, Before we wrap up, tell our audience, if you, where is the best place they can see Night of the Caregiver? If they're in North America, it's easier to go on Voodoo. On Voodoo uh, right now, yes, it's uh, easier to get it on video on demand. And Voodoo is everywhere in North America. Yes. And it'll probably eventually come to, to DVD. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, this fall. It will be on DVD, it will be on uh, streamers. But right now, it's unlimited markets and theaters, but everywhere on VOD. Yeah, I'll have to get the I'll have to get the uh, the stateside version of uh, of Gunfight because I see there's a whole lot of extras that that are on that one that are not on this one that have like a, you've got like a making of on that other one over there. There's no extras on this one. Bummer. Because I'm an extras. We'll make we'll we make it correct. We'll make sure you will have it. We'll yeah. make sure. That's all. Are you, so are you going to have extras on the? Uh, did you do like a making of again or any extras for uh, Night of the Caregiver? Or We have some behind-the-scenes stuff that we'll probably throw on there. Little stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always good. I like it. Well, no, there's a lot of people there. I, I love that stuff anyway. Yeah. So. But for Gunfight, for Gunfight, we did like a little documentary, behind-the-scenes documentary. You will enjoy it. Yeah, with interviews and everything. I've seen I've seen a few clips, and, and, and you guys were on TV there uh, in the States and yeah. Arizona and all that sort of thing. So well done. And by the way, speaking of gunfight, is the follow-up to gunfight, which is taken from Rio taken Bravo, from Rio Bravo, which will be released very shortly. We don't wow. have a specific date yet, but right on the heels of the release of Caregiver, so wow. we get back into the Western genre again. Yes, yeah. And let's not forget that we will also have something else after that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And that'll be the third follow-up to the Rio Bravo franchise. Yeah. And based on our reception with Night of the Caregiver, hmm. what do you say the probability of? We seriously, or- we seriously consider to one day having a horror franchise as well. Let let me put it that way. Hmm. But me and Joe, we really appreciate everything what you do, and not just supporting us as a filmmakers, but also your great job on a script for Kaleidoscope. Yes. And uh, this film, we will make this film shortly. And uh, Ken Hill, my friends, who you know is a host, he also is a great screenwriter. And he did a great job on Kaleidoscope. He did? You know? Yes. Him and Joe, uh, they wrote a great script. The problem is there is no part for me in the movie. Once again. Yeah. but I can can write you in, Alex. I can write you in. <laughs> so I have to discuss it with you both. So yes. let's let's keep that theme, Kent, and let's keep writing great scripts. Yes, with great parts for me. You know what we really need to do? We need, the three of us really need like a John Carpenter. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've got a I've got a script. I've got a script for you. Please send it. John Carpenter. Please send it our way because you're. Have you ever, Alex, have you ever thought about playing? Have you ever thought about playing a vampire? But not a zombie. Not a zombie because Joe hates zombies. Not a zombie. Zombies. Not a zombie. 
Exactly. And going back to Night of, of the Caregiver for a second, <laughs> when we had very first conversation about the movie, yeah. I told me, Alexander, yes, let's make a horror film, but no zombies. No zombies, no zombies at all. He said, that's all right. No zombies. That's so right. Vampire, we'll discuss it. Zombies, <laughs> no. <laughs> I got it. I, I got a John. You just alienated all our all the zombie fans out there. Yes, exactly. I'm very much for zombies. I played a zombie. Yeah. I'm very much for zombies. Be a zombie. Be a zombie. But most importantly, be positive. But be positive. And fight for your dream. You know. And uh, thank you, Kent, very much for having us and for supporting independent filmmakers. It's very important. You know. And just you know, bring more positivity in this world. That's what we all trying to do, right? Oh. Certainly, I hope so. An independent cinema is uh, is where it's at right now. With Hollywood uh, in a great debacle, it's up to uh, to extraordinary gentlemen such as yourself to to pick up the banner, carry the flag, as it were, and uh, keep keep the torch burning. And like you say, anyone listening to this, your dreams are not impossible. They're only as possible as you believe they are. Yeah. Um, because my two guests today. Joe Cornett, Alex Nevsky, are two men that I know have made all their dreams come true. And not only that, they spread they spread a beautiful, positive message that all dreams, your dreams, mine, yours, everybody, you love movies, you can make it happen just like my guests. Go and check out Night of the Caregiver whenever you can. It is the awesome new horror flick by Joe Cornett, produced by Alex Nevsky, and also Gunfight at... Rio Bravo, it is also awesome. There's so much awesomeness in the show, we could make an awesome sandwich. Yes. <laughs> and cut three pieces and serve it to everybody. And don't forget my film, Promise. Oh, that's right. And it's also a book too, isn't it? you got a book it, coming. Uh, it, it is a book. Uh, we, we released the novel version. Uh, there you go. Also check out Joe's uh, other Joe's other films, uh, Promise, Promise, uh, uh, Guilt Ridge, Guilt Ridge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Prayer for the Damned, uh, the novel, is it a, is it a movie tie-in novel or is it just a novel novel? It's, it's a novelization with slight from my script. Right. So he, he, he has adapted his own script. So where can they get, they get that from Amazon, Joe, or do you have a website? Amazon, yeah. Amazon.com Amazon. Amazon. Promise, uh, adapted from the screenplay by the man himself. These boys are so talented. Uh, uh, by the author, El Marlowe. El yes. Marlowe. Okay. Yes. You boys are too. I will have, I will have, Kent, when we talk next, I will have my own self-penned book coming I'm, out. Not based on a, not based on a script of yours. Well, I can let it out right now that uh, it's based on my very first Western feature screenplay, which was A Prayer for the Damned, and the book is okay. titled A Prayer for the Damned and Other Tales of the West. Okay. And that'll be out one of these days real soon. Mm -hmm. So see, we have one project after another. I, I know, you boys just, you make me feel lazy and you make me feel like I should be wearing a suit. Oh, no, you're not. No. <laughs> but look, it's always fantastic catching up with you. It feels like um, it's been a long time since we saw each other, Alex. I always look forward to it, Thank mate. You. It's a pleasure. Joe, well. talking to you forever, seeing for you for the first time has been great. 
Uh, I've got some of those books on your table behind you, by the way. I see Quentin Tarantino's Cinema Speculator. Oh, yeah, I got uh, Billy Friedkin's book, and I also have Eileen Dietz's book, Exercising My Demons. I know. I've read all three of those, all three good books. Oh, and I got a Dennis Hopper uh, photographic yeah. at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Oh, a bit yeah. of Hopper. Yeah, we should do a motorcycle movie too. That'd be a good There you go. Should. We should. Mad Max or something like that. We should go back to Australia. There yeah. you go. There you go. There yes. you go. Osploitation. There's another one we can do. Yeah. I, know, I know a little bit about Australian cinema. I can help you with that one. Um, <laughs> but, gentlemen, night, thank you for being on the show. Night of the Caregiver. Check it now on VOD wherever you can. Also, uh, Gunfight at Rio Brother. Joe's books, the one uh, promise that is out now, look for more coming. Look for Taken from Rio Bravo. There's a third film in development. And, of course, <clears throat> down the track, Kaleidoscope, which I won't talk too much about, but it is really exciting. Boys, you're my heroes. I can't wait to be you when I grow up. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everything. Thank, Thank you for support. Appreciate everything you've Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a great day over there. You too. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you later, mate. See you.